And then came the playoffs. So what's up guys your man NBA fan crazier back on the pod with another video and this one's uh, pretty much the playoff matchups are all unlocked the seedings are unlocked so I will just tell the seedings number oh, wait guys so going into this the, uh, the planes over now the uh, the trailblazers won the plane game yesterday Jamoran put on a show but the the show didn't last as the as the um, CJ McCollum said, John Moran, you can't fucking guard, guard me. So, um, that's that. Damian Lillard uh, is the bubble MVP. And the bubble MVP and the bubble seeding teams, I'll get to that later. So, um, the, the standings are um, here. So, um, so, Bucks on top of the East, 56-17. to 17. Raptors in second seed. Toronto playing very well in the bubble for the uh, some people thought the NBA had a secret agenda agenda to want the Boston bo- one Boston second because uh, ahead of Toronto because they are Toronto you know um, third is Boston and they had a bigger gap now than they had before the seeding games NBA wanted Boston there I I still agree upon this is a shit show by the NBA well. Pacers fourth. Um, look, um, some people, not a lot of people, who think Indiana. Some people think Indiana is gonna lose in the first round. Big and some people would say like, I am. A, I am a Heat fan coming off, but I will say I will give credit to Indiana because uh, they are missing some bonus. And uh, if anyone's acting like TJ wants a scrub. Uh, he's not, and as much as I would like to hate on him, I just, I just appreciate the dude. I'm, I may not be in the credit business, but uh, I'm pretty much in the act of recognizing, um, giving credit when it's due. But uh, let's be honest, um, the Pacers, according to me, are, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a biased fan here, but uh, I'm not saying they do scare me but not to a point where I can say a team like a, a Philly scare me and uh, and there's no shame in saying that okay like legitimately every team is scared of Philly more than Indiana for a reason it's because Indiana's already been playing well but Philly you just have to figure it out like if you figure it out with Philly that they present uh, they are they are supposed to be better than what they are supposed to be. So I'm pretty much saying that. Um, that's why people are saying they're being scared of Philly. And now with Ben Simmons coming back, they are all they're all like going all in on um, Sixers being fourth in the East and as uh, over the Heat. And as a Miami fan, that infuriated me because the NBA, I don't know the the mainstream media wanted a bigger story. Um, Bigger story in the second round. I won't just. Be, I'm. I may just be being a salty Heat fan here, but I do recognize one. Like, no matter what the situation, like everyone, no one has faith, and everyone has faith in the Sixers. And I bring this up because no one really. Uh, let's even instead of even bringing up the Heat, uh, look at a team like India. They may not have that much firepower, but they. They are cohesive, and they mean the and the and the Pacers are better than the Sixers in record-wise. But 
let's be honest in in terms of who you rather face it's probably easily in some people's fans in the eyes it's indie because indie is already not philly it's unpredictable like i've been reading a lot of reviews where a, a person uh, no one really considers indiana part of the uh, nba top 15 uh, i would probably say if uh, if people were to like make a segment about what to comment on in the teams of with the list here they're probably going to forget about india a lot and it's just because like i don't know why like why is this bias feeling to indie and i'm being a real i'm being a heat fan like why is no one appreciating indiana like indiana's uh, they may not be the appealing pick but they get the job done like that they may not have the box office appeal of philly and the ta- uh, probably the talent of the heat but they're not speak coming off from talent they do not have the box office appeal like a uh, houston or maybe the talent like philly but they do certainly deserve to be there man and as a as heat fan too like appreciating and recognizing others like that feels um, feel makes me kind of feel bad for indy like all they're doing is just like doing like doing the right things and uh, all they got to do is the basketball growth screw the more injuries already for last year sabonis this year man i'm not saying that it would be better for my heat but I just hope Sabon is all right. Indie fans whoever if, if you are listening to this podcast, I legitimately do hope Sabon is as well even though that could lose us the series. I am not about to go on air and say, "Oh, I wish this guy was injured. I wish he was not there because we could win it more easier." Being uh, him being out might give us a little more uh, issues to deal with, but being realistic um i do like sabonis a lot i think he gets very unappreciated because of his non flashy style of play and because he plays in indiana because no one really watches indiana a lot um coming up at fifth my team my favorite team the heat i do think that they lost a lot of momentum and i get the part that we were trying to go for a higher draft pick but um maybe um this is where uh, general heat fans like me uh, other heat fans come from like other heat fans come from the fact that uh, we can we can get a higher pick and still beat indiana because we are better than them and let indy have the seed and the lesser draft pick and lose in the first round see this is the part i i don't agree with because uh, maybe you can say oh we get a better young player and a better uh, a better continuing step forward but i have nothing to say they they show uh, i have i i know that but you let a game winner against mike muscala of all people i like mike muscala but they had a comfortable lead going into the fourth and they just lost it like as he fan that feel uh, made me infuriated like i'm just watching the game like oh my like i knew the starters are out please i know that but I also know that um, our bench depth is probably better than OKC's and uh, Darius basically torched us in the fourth um, getting to wherever he wanted getting to the uh, getting to the three point line making the shots from the three and he, he was really punishing us I'll take that and uh, 
all you can say is like uh, our starters weren't playing that game so if our starters aren't we would have probably beat OKC maybe maybe not um i just think that uh, uh, if i'm a heat fan i would probably be uh, somewhat maybe a little bit skeptic right now because we were on a losing side though i know the traffics and everything kendrick nunn was struggling went out of the bubble he came back um so that gives me legitimate uh, it may, scares me as a heat fan a little bit coming up at 6 philadelphia philadelphia is the up and comer uh, not up and comer they're the disappointment of the nba well not probably goes to new orleans in the bubble but generally in the nba my my belief the disappointments philly they are projected to be like second in the east and now they are in sixth sixth with like two all nba players more talent than any you could say the probably the based on talent they are the best starting five in the east maybe the starting five could be better than the lakers probably probably even the clippers you could say that based on just talent alone they probably have the best starting five in the nba you could say that i wouldn't be mad at you but the nba is isn't all about talent maybe in the players all about matchups and everything um but in the regular season at least this is the regular season right at least now it's ended but it's a different feeling because uh, philly well, look at this people still consider philly a legitimate bona fide contender even when they are losing and it's a knock to teams like um, a team like toronto but because because they are from canada everybody loves to just be like oh let's just like let's always criticize this team no like i i loki like the raptors a lot they are my second favorite team because of the way they play and i know the uh, probably because of depth and you could say the depth thing is overstating because they didn't they only had like almost 32 bench points a game but that was because the injuries like i don't understand from fans perspective uh, how could you uh, pick a team like philly over a team like toronto because they are more offensively skilled bigs are also bringing almost the same thing defensively um, maybe not maybe um but uh, i do really think that a team like toronto always gets slept on because a player choking or whatever that is um so i do believe the 76ers are overrated they are overrated like hell like i like embiid i like simmons and i'm pro- i'm critic i'm a critic of both because team uh, fans and analysts just uh, some just get thrown away by the talent they have when the talent doesn't fit together at all you're betting on the fact that they're fitting together and you're betting it and i'm betting it right no so i don't have anything to say about the nets or the magic i'll give one thing about the nets karis levert's been going off tlc i'll throw the name tlc timothy luavu khabro has been playing well i like him i like him orlando at 8 goblly gonna face milwaukee and get slaughtered again like how you did last time against Toronto imagine the people who thought DJ Augustine or Kyle Lowry scored zero well people y'all, y'all was wrong magic are gonna get probably gonna get swept against the Bucks and the best chance of stopping Giannis Jonathan Isaacs now out now yep so that's it for the East now moving on to the West Lakers now the now people are going up this is what I don't understand about people here people are um 
over my belief they're a bit overstating the lakers struggles um i am coming from this perspective the lakers literally had like nothing like they were confirmed the first seed uh, not confirmed the first seed but they knew they would hold on they just did just enough to hold on but this team still gave me scars in the bubble and i and i've changed my pick i did i may i made a change i um to a point where i was i i i would have considered the lakers or the clippers the clippers the problem with the clippers i'll get to that later lakers problem is the fact that you could say they they if the shooting is on point you could say they are probably a very good team and a really threatening one but the shooting's not on who does lebron have to pass it to anthony davis and kyle kuzma i, I i'll just i'll throw this out let's see about kyle kuzma okay because i really like the way he's been performing in the bubble like i do really think kyle kuzma could be the uh, missing piece for this team like he wasn't really having a lot of effort here but uh, i'm sitting in front of a computer so i'm searching for what kuzma's done and uh, i know uh, <laughs> the thing with kuzma is the fact that this dude made the if the jesus still standing from me i would still shoot it over the shoot it over him water that comment means um but the thing with is the the lakers uh, kyle kuzma is the key to the lakers man like if you're going with lebron at the 4 and 8 going downsizing compared to mcgee at the 5 and ad at the 4 now going with ad at the 5 um kuzma is the key to playing small forward because uh he in according to me is the uh key or for the lakers to win the whole thing and uh look at this doesn't much debate about kuzma being the most important player on the lakers outside of superstars lebron james and anthony davis um lebron said as much about kuzma's game winner after three of a uh, game winning three point after denver on monday in order to for us to win a championship he has to be a third best player if i'm struggling or ad struggle lebron said of kuzma if i'm struggling or ad struggling he has to be our second best player on any given night we can't win a championship if kuz doesn't play well and i'm not going to call him kuz i always call him kuzma um saying that uh, kuzma's skill set uh, he's been improving a little bit on da and i've always trashed kuzma for how much his shot selection's not good he chucks up a lot and uh, he's been the, he's been gone he's been relegated to the bench um, probably because lebron's playing small forward in that oversized uh, lakers lineup but uh, i would have liked it if the lakers kept kuzma in the starting lineup man there's no problem playing ad he's 6'10 he can manage himself and uh, You could say some people say that AD sometimes always gets uh, Joel Embiid always crushes AD one on one. Um that's bad. Uh, offensively the statistics bad is out. Look at this guys. Lakers going 12 and 3 when Kuzma scores 17 or more points this season. That that shows me that the Kuzma steps up. The Lakers are winning games. So the in order for me to trust the Lakers, I do uh, uh, the Lakers uh, Kuzma needs to step up. Uh, I don't really trust him a little bit because he's very streaky. He went on that crazy streak in December, cooled down in October. I don't know what happened to him in uh, February, August, uh, um February or uh, March you can say he was coming up to a little bit of form. Maybe I don't know because I don't watch a lot of Laker games like I don't have to watch a lot of Laker games. Maybe except for the prime time ones. 
because my feeling is i don't want to watch them low, um, beating up bad teams it's for me it's just an inefficient game to watch maybe if i'm except a heat fan because i watch all the blowouts all the misses all the blown leads man um kuzma playing well is a factor for the lakers um, so the key for the lakers they have also been shooting very bad in the bubble and if they continue this i am i'm going to say this clippers are winning no matter what man the only thing uh, that scares me about the clippers is the chemistry and not even the big man and i'll throw this out there the big man clippers big man can deal with it they have enough versatility to deal with it they have enough defend defense to throw um so about the lakers if kuzma and the team is not stepping up i don't see them going past the clippers now coming up to the clippers you know marcus morris is the um x x factor but uh, if you are uh, if your fifth best player is like a, a marcus morris that's okay but you in general if you say if your fifth best player is marcus morris that means somewhat some people say your team is very uh, pretty bad uh, i don't i don't really uh, think highly of marcus morris and please apologize because i just don't think this dude uh, they they literally gave they gave up more than they did and uh, i like hardless he may not score 20 but more has been really struggling man like they basically what they wanted was a, a clipper dna and I, he embodies that toughness grit add to the clippers depth um but when i think about marcus morris um, sometimes I, you could feel about the guy who averaged almost 20 in new york but sometimes i get fear i get feelings about the morris who averaged 0.5 points against the lakers after coming from the trade deadline he averaged he got uh, i think he got how many points he have zero in the um, march 8th game and the uh, and the zero uh, one in the return so the uh, morris on the court the net rating so they have a positive net rating morris on the floor but the here's the thing with morris that i don't like like i don't really like i like you could say the numbers support him like you could say they bought morris for the reason they have another body to throw at lebron while also giving him another scorer to take the load off of kawai and george um i just i just uh, you, if i i don't trust the lakers players and i trust lou williams and montrez harrell i just don't trust marcus morris here uh, i do i do like him he i like him enough to win at least like make a big impact but in the biggest stage i just don't think he's enough denver nuggets michael porter junior and um, this is the thing about michael porter uh, that, uh, that i don't like like it's because uh, i'm not trying to bring him down it's just his defense is like makes him um, miss defensive rotations can take him out of the game with and with the defense some sort of defensive minded coaches mike malone uh, he might pull him out of the game but offensively this dude is the complete package he is uh, honorary on the all uh, bubbles uh, all nba seeding him second team uh, like uh, porter junior seizes or uh, porter seizes opportunity depleted denver roster he is probably going to be the starter with barton back because he can play the three he gives the size and undersized wings and i know his defensive potential have been defense is pretty bad but he came with on the court uh, 
best score on the nuggets on any given night you do need someone outside of murray and jokic who can get their own shot and porter if he does it at this level in the playoffs i might just pick denver to get i know i'm i may be a bit reaching i might be a bit crazy but if michael porter junior performs like this against the clippers the way he's doing in the bubble i might the denver nuggets i do still think the clippers can win but they'll make it a seven game series man michael porter junior keep performing like this seven game series he, he's impossible to stop with the size and versatility given by cbs sports i completely agree if michael porter junior is firing on all cylinders uh, not a lot of players can contain it's impossible to find three really good defenders on the team jokic is gonna uh, if you don't guard jokic with a good center i feel like this dude with the skill can torch you with how much his iq murray is streaky but i can count on him to somewhat get a bucket for denver michael porter junior adding that it's it potentially scares what Den- denver scares what Den- scaring me what denver can do in the post season I really like him Michael Porter keeps doing the uh, things he does. Oklahoma City, Dennis Schroeder. It's hard for me to call Schroeder an X factor. That's what that's what CBS also says but uh he, he has to get back on shape because he just left for the birth of his child um and uh, Dennis Schroeder is having a good uh, like he's become a father of to a second baby. Um uh, uh, I feel good for the guy. when what for okay see to be at a good shape um pretty much they need shooter to be at his best the three guard lineup shooter's been playing at his best defensively this season man shooter's um eighth in point guards i think in de- defensive plus minus um so i do think he can bring a lot of value in defensively and here's the thing what uh, i don't think no one mentions about the thunder chris paul just a f- team's fourth leading scorer he might be the best overall player but i'm just throwing it out there uh, for all the fact that uh, a player uh, an analyst like colin coward states that uh, uh, boston uh, i know 20 is in 19 in this nba but it's down down close down close and uh, shay gilgis alexander is very underrated here um, what worries me about okc a little bit is the size on the wing uh, a size on the wing so and plus who do you throw on a play like lebron Please don't tell me it's Danilo Gallinari. LeBron might touch him on the pick and roll, man. And Danilo Gallinari is not a liability, but I don't want him guarding LeBron pick and roll with AD. So, here's what the thing is no one mentions about the Thunder. They have three 19-point-per-game scorers, but according to Colin, they're just a bunch of 12-point-per-dudes. So, we don't, we don't have to take this Thunder thing as a threat, right? Because just Chris Paul carrying them to the damn... Um, playoffs like they don't have anyone on the team all scrubs and uh, people i am not going to uh, and this uh, this uh, slay uh, the slay dude on the thunder i think this guy is good man y'all got a new gem going on the slay dude this i've never heard of this slay dude i've heard of the, i've heard of the other dudes i've never heard of the slay dude man like Colin Coward just told me about the Slay dude and I'm I'm joke I'm I'm not joking guys the Slay dude looks like he might have some potential Slay dude so Chris Paul Shake and this Alexander Danilo Gallinari Steven Adams uh, the Slay dude can do pretty potential <laughs> so this this starting five is actually very good man 
ridiculous plus 35 net rating 98 fourth quarter minutes that gives me enough reason to trust them and okc is very good in the clutch chris paul man and the key for them is that uh, slayer ah uh, no 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 it's dennis schroder i like schroder a lot he is the key for the thunder but i wouldn't necessarily call him an x factor if anything the x factor is a uh, uh, dude uh, I may be reaching here, but the X factor here might be Shea Gilgis Alexander. The dude's in a second season, and and sometimes you all know young guns. Uh, he was in the playoffs last year. He was the starting point guard of the LA Clippers. But this time, he's not like a side pocket. He's one of the main focus of the defense. The defense might be trying to stop Chris Paul, but Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be the second best focus. I just want to know how this dude deals with it. So going on, Houston Rockets, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's been bad this season from a standpoint but since he came back I feel like he's gained a niche niche so that fee makes me feel pretty good about Rockets um Eric Gordon is a uh, uh, he played a very good part last year on controlling Donovan Mitchell so that makes me feel good about the Thunder I uh, know Rockets so the Rockets what worries me about the Rockets is of I know Harden and Westbrook are an explosive scoring backcourt. I think they are the highest scoring duo of the NBA this season. Okay, fine. Getting to that, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I know uh, depth is pretty overstating, but uh, because the players all about star power, and I understand that. But what I don't really trust about the Houston's are uh, if James Harden, they have a, they don't have a lot of depth. Maybe overvaluing depth, but besides, it's still pretty darn important, man. Even if you're playing a shorter rotation, that brings a shorter amount of dudes who you can like rely on to like fill the production of Westbrook and Harden, and one of them will go off, even if one struggling one. I'm just saying, in the case of that, Eric Gordon probably has to be the a good scoring option. Uh, he's been he's been very bad in shooting in the field, shooting from the three. Uh, he will have to really step up daniel house took the starting spot and eric gordon size on the wing makes me really concerned he's a 6 foot 3 small forward he's pretty i don't really trust him uh, so daniel house is a 6 6 uh, small forward they have pretty good size on the wing there so eric gordon lots have to perform well off the bench too turn of looks too so he'll have to make him play utah jazz jordan clarkson now i i pretty much counted out utah because of the bogdanovich injury and and now the onus will be on mitchell because he performs well with the half court initiator next to him so i don't really know how to say john clarkson left to step up man this is mike conley and john clarkson really step up i do think utah can sub, somewhat supplement bogdanovich's offensive production not really but try at least so um So he Jordan Clarkson, uh, this dude, uh, the Utah Jazz don't have a very good starting lineup. They okay, like they would be uh, in my top twelve or eleven if Bogdanovich was there, but they don't. Now they don't have a really good starting lineup. They don't have a good bench for me to like say, oh, so if they can turn to these guys. So Clarkson will have to be the dude, and he's also been somewhat inefficient sometimes. So he will have to be. Like he'll have to be consistent. You can't go off, or the Utah Jazz might lose like immediately. Coming up next, Dallas Tim Hardaway Jr. Hardaway is pretty much having a a really career year. 
because he was a throw in and he's become a legitimate uh, really good player and uh, Dallas going with him as an undersized small forward because they're playing undersized Seth Curry at the two guard undersized Tim Hardaway at the three and uh, but I like him at the shooting guard spot if more than anything Zimbabwe taught three point shooting nearly 40% absolutely elite in spot up situation like the Luka and uh, Porzingis really attract the attention of the defense so that leaves guys like Tim Hardaway open and uh, I really like Dallas's bench 46 bench points uh, uh, the cures at the part where I worry about Dallas that defense like Dorian Finney-Smith I trust him enough to like try to handle the assignments but Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James aren't jokes to handle especially the if the players self-stone in and uh, I thought like discourage Dorian Finney-Smith. Th- these are going to be hard. And Mavericks have no other capable defenders to throw on them. Um, this will prove necessary. Luka Doncic, they face more aggressive double teams. And the Clippers, the bevy of defenders, they'll have to force Posingas and the rest of the team to beat them. And I do think Posingas will, like he will have a huge series against the Clippers, guys. You might call me mad. Portland Trailblazers, they bet the Grizzlies, but the X-Factor is pretty known here. They close games with Gary Trent at the small forward position. So, I literally trust everyone else on the Blazers other than than Gary Trent because he just doesn't have the experience. Lillard does, McCollum does, Melo does, uh, Nurkic also pretty much does. Trent, he's been a... This is first time when stepping up on to be a major part. So, um, I pretty much think Trent has been a dead-eye shooter and he's improving defensively. So, it gives me more hope about Portland. But let's be honest, like, the defense is pretty bad. They don't have anyone to contain LeBron. No one to throw at AD. And uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, though the Lakers might not have the best guard defenders, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum might go off. CJ McCollum, um, Danny Green will take that assignment. But uh, Damian Lillard going off against Lakers, something I have no certainty, uh, every certainty of. Because there's just no one to defend Damian Lillard that well on the Lakers with now Avery Bradley gone. So, um... But the thing in the Lakers is the fact that LeBron can take on, uh, LeBron can switch on to a player like Amelo. Uh, Kuzma will literally be forced to rotate on Trent. Now, that's probably the only defensive weak link there. So, they'll force Trent to beat them. Lakers, uh, Lakers scheme is that all others are really good. Force Gary Trent to beat you. Like, I don't know if this dude's capable of taking the biggest shots when literally everyone in the lineup is a threat. They'll be keying in on them a little bit more than Gary Trent. So this makes me a little bit concerned about Portland. Like, so Trent has been having a really good. I'm not trying to discourage anyone. I'm just saying the defense will be forcing this dude specifically Gary Trent to take and. It's just that the defense, uh, the Portland has playing four really good players. That the fact is, you gotta leave a fifth open, and the dudes Gary Trent Jr. I just don't trust uh, Trent um, dealing with this. And the X factors, I'm just gonna deal with. Eric Bledsoe is the X factor for the Bucks if he can bring it offense, uh, defensively, and um, not be a Bledsoe again. OG Anunoby, uh, we don't need a lot from OG Anunoby in the playoffs in in terms of offense in terms of defense he will be very critical because last season on the perimeter they put Kawhi on Giannis before they funneled him to Gasol and Ibaka so it will be pretty important that uh, Anunobi will try to replicate Kawhi's um, defense in that area Boston Celtics it's Kemba Walker if his knees they've been training specifically for this situation so if Kemba does if his knees don't hold up 
uh, it will be pretty difficult because he is now the second best scorer he is the second best player and uh, x factor understandable questions like defense is weakening him on him even more because he is literally boston's second best uh, player and the second best scoring option and the thing that i like about boston uh, i i also like about toronto is their uh, optionality not not that uh, toronto's optionality might not be more than boston but they have more optionality on the bench than boston but the boston celtics are more high tier optionality like so many options to just go to but uh, we know the setting of the hierarchy has left a player like jalen brown establish his uh, his season so kemba walk but it all comes down to kemba walker like given a size to he's a very uh, pretty undersized guard he's six foot if if he doesn't perform he can be a defensive liability on the other end um, so so it'd be pretty important to see that kemba walker plays very well indiana pacers miles turner is pro Turner will be needed around the rim to prepare to stop Bam from um, taking over because Miles Turner has been he's a good rim protector but uh, Bam uh, my feeling Bam pretty much uh, literally like not you didn't say touch but he got the better end of that matchup uh, rim protections also dropped off from 89th percentile to 67th percentile they need him to not have foul trouble because they don't have a lot of big players like a uh, turner like because he is a pretty good down good rim protector but not a top tier one but a down good one so it will be important for him to stay out of foul trouble miami heat andre godalo so there is no question the andre godalo would be a he gives miami another uh, a wing defender to throw at the likes of a, a, a jason tatum a probably like a okay look at siakam another defender wing defender who can help load up on yanis and force milton to beat you and speaking of the bucks i think milton i don't think he's a but he should be the second score x factor for the bucks so his um, he may not he his play has not been defined by the stats but how much he can be valuable without so his play will be very important he needs to be in peak physical condition uh, his combination of shot making like not as like shot creating like open shot he can make those so that will be pretty valuable in the post season defense is keen on butler and bam so the shooting have to make them pay the defense uh, have to make them pay for igodala letting him um, shoot so he will be because he's one of the heat's best reliable perimeter defenders jones just went out and uh, he was the anchor of miami zone d with his athleticism athleticism and his ability to switch on to larger players philadelphia 76ers alec burks um, this is pretty easy to say how it's very easy to say that alec burks is because he is and uh, Alec Burks in terms of what i see he is the uh, Sixers biggest uh, x factor because now Ben Simmons out the Sixers trying to open up the floor for Embiid so now Embiid now having more space no Simmons clogging his lane he'll be free to go back to the basket that's his strength lies Alec Burks has to come up big for the um, Sixers and i'm doing this uh, because his shot is sneaky shot making can make defenses respect and uh, it open up the flow for mb to go go to vary likes the uh, vary flourishes the most in the low post and uh, alec burks will be pretty important the space will open up the flow it may not have the play making skills and uh, 
the Dodgers playing desperately need they don't have the defense now because you could have put Simmons and Tatum and he would have still uh, like help now the Sixers don't have the enough perimeter D um Embiid can also be drawn away by a stretch big because he's more of a rim protector on defense he can do pretty well in space but i don't really like okay with him in space so alec burks will have to come up big in terms of shot creation brooklyn nets jared allen uh, their nets have a already thin front court so they have to make sure jared allen doesn't get like foul trouble and uh, they don't really have a lot of optionality behind jared allen because deandre jordan's not there and they don't and then if nets uh, jared allen's getting into foul trouble a lot they'll have to go smaller and it's not good against the raptors because uh, they they have a lot of they are trying to go even bigger like jumbo size lineups okay so allen's job on offense will be like a pick and rolls to the rim and and on defense he'll have to play a bigger role be a rim protector because most of the guys in toronto they can space so that'll be a problem jared allen siakam he has to do a better job of making sure siakam doesn't get his shots at the rim Orlando Magic Markel Fultz um the Orlando Magic have a pretty clear guard problem which I would define but Markel Fultz gives them another see here's the problem with a player like Fultz the he's doing he's shooting well but uh, the thing with this he's an excellent finisher around the rim so defenses be keying on him and bucks are pretty good at rim protection so I'm scared of how a player like Markel Fultz and um, pretty much you can Uh, the Orlando Magic gonna probably get swept or get a game and against the Bucks, which is very improbable. I think they're gonna sweep them. Markel Fultz being doing good things in the series, uh, I think it's pretty unlikely because the Bucks have elite rim protection, elite rim protection along the Raptors. So um, they are trying. They pretty much limit Markel like spotting up and shooting. It's not his biggest strength. Uh, league's best defense. Defense Fultz a menace in transition. He shot 42% of his mid-range jumpers, putting him on a power place like Bradley Beal and Kawhi Leonard. That's good. So, um, that's to cap it off, guys. So, this is my analysis of the playoff teams. I'm going with CBS Sports X-Factors with a minor bit change. Markel Fultz, my X-Factor. Jared Allen. I wouldn't be sure Jared Allen's my X-Factor. If my, if my X-Factor it is, uh, it would be okay. Yeah, it would pretty much be Jared Allen. Alec Burks is for the uh, this. Miami uh, you could debate Miami but uh, Igodala putting up might be the X factor some somewhat I do agree with that Indiana Pacers milestone I would say Ola Depot is the X factor and Ola Depot is not to drop to level his play uh, the key, uh, against the heat they're going to be doubling or sometimes taking one on one doubling Warren a little bit so it will be pretty much okay to say that Ola Depot will have to come up big because Brogdon will bring this thing Ola Depot playing to somewhat to his high level will be very important. So I do think I'll have him ahead of Miles Turner um, or maybe not but uh, I'll have him right there. I do think Turner might be number 1. Yeah, he is. Kemba Walker is definitely for the Celtics. OG Anunoby is um, definite for the Raptors. Bledso definite. AC Gary Trent definite. Um Tim Hardaway uh, definite he is. Uh, I would throw Dorian Finney-Smith in there because he probably represents Magic's best and only chance at defending wings like Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. Six Jordan Clarkson I agree with this. Uh, Eric Gordon I agree. Schroeder I wouldn't say think Schroeder as next factor but he is probably the 
weakest uh, the probably the weakest link in the closing lineup because they will force him to step up more and Schroeder and uh, no CP3 and Shea gonna get it Galnari is gonna get it I wouldn't say have a weakest link but uh, yeah Michael Porter yeah he is pretty much a Nuggets x-factor if they if the Nuggets everything goes right for the Nuggets they're gonna pretty much get all the things done and um, they need a shot creating wing so that'll be very valuable uh, Marcus Morris pretty much yeah so Kyle Kozma. So I agree with the CBS Sports um, and NBA uh, X Factors for the playoffs. So coming up below, you can follow me on Twitter and the uh, YouTube NBA Fan Crazy channel, Fanbus NBA Analysis Machine. So this is me NBA Fan Crazy signing off. See ya.